has placed before us. It's always a, a great time to get to stand and preach at different places. And so thankful for what the Lord has done in my life. And someone asked me earlier how long I'd been preaching. It'll be 10 years this upcoming March since the Lord had called me to preach. And I'm so thankful tonight for the opportunity and the calling that God has placed upon my heart. I won't ever forget it. I'll give you a little background uh, just a moment before we get into God's Word. Grew up in Logan County, uh, Kentucky, uh, in a small town of Olmsted, and spent most of my childhood on the farm going to school and playing baseball. And uh, Grew up in a church out in that community, uh, Dripping Springs Baptist Church. It's a church that's in the Southern Baptist Convention. I grew up in that church, and at a very young age, I heard the truth preached. I heard the gospel preached, and I fell under conviction. I was misled into thinking that I was saved at the age of eight years old. I got baptized, thought I was saved. Nothing changed in my heart, Brother Casey. Went on and on and just couldn't figure it out. I had repeated a prayer. I would got baptized, but nothing had changed in my heart. So I kept going on and on and, and dealing with conviction. And finally, out in the middle of a pastor field in Omsta, Kentucky, with nobody else around but me and God, I, I, I finally had had enough of dealing with being lost. I, I, I kept on hearing one side that I needed to do this, I needed to do that. I did that. I did all that I could do. But you know what happened out there in the middle of that pastor field that day? And I could, I could take you right back to the T-post tonight where the Lord saved my soul. I did all that I could do and then it was time for God to do what He needed to do. And right there at that very moment, I don't know the date on the calendar. All I know is a Sunday afternoon between the Sunday morning service and the Sunday evening service when I was 11 years old that the Lord saved my soul. And that peace came in my heart. That burden went away. And I rejoiced. And I went on playing baseball growing up, missing church on Sundays and being out of fellowship with God until the Lord led my uncle, which is a 75-year-old man now. He was 65 at that time. Led him home. He was pastoring full-time ministry and, he, and, he, and his wife and him were getting in bad health. And the Lord led him back my way. And I started hanging out with him. I started going with him to different places as he preached. And before I knew it, the Lord was using him to to be an example and a mentor in my life. And I began to go to church with Him. And I began to, I began to get back into God's Word. And God began to uh, convict me and draw me to repentance, to get back in fellowship with Him. And I joined an independent Baptist church in Russellville. Uh, their Victory Independent Baptist Church. And they were a very sound, solid, doctrinal church. And I began to learn the doctrines of the Bible, the truth, and and all of the truth. And I won't ever forget it, on a Sunday afternoon, we were having revival services, and the Lord began to speak to me. He began to burden me. I'd been teaching Sunday school, I'd been doing some devotions, but there on that Sunday afternoon, the Lord began to burden me with a calling to preach. Uh, it was as strong as the, the burden that I had when I was lost. I could feel Him just, just tell me, Daniel, you need to surrender to preach. You need to give your life to the ministry. And it was almost like an audible voice to me telling me, Brother Moran, 
He, he, he was telling me, I could hear the Spirit saying, if you don't surrender to me, you will be the most miserable person that ever walked the earth. And I was miserable right there in that moment. I was, I was torn. I was, I, was, I was drawn by God. And I'm thankful to this very day that, that, I, that I surrendered that Sunday afternoon to the ministry. It's been, it'll be ten years, March the 9th, since I surrendered to the ministry. And I thank God every day for it. I thank God for the places that He's allowed me to go. I thank God for the people that He's allowed me to meet. I thank God that I, I understand where, where that I came from and I understand that, that I am where I am today because of God. I met my wife at Western. I'd never been in a missionary Baptist church until I was in college. I, I'd believed, I, I believed the truth from where the Lord called me to preach, but, but all the churches that I was around, they, I knew they didn't believe like I did. I knew there was something different. But I'm so thankful the Lord led me to Mount Lebanon where my wife grew up. I'm thankful to have my wife and my little boy here with us tonight. And so thankful God knows so much better than I do. That God can use anybody. That God can, can, can bring you out of the darkness and call you unto the light. So it'll be ten years this upcoming March and I wouldn't trade my calling to the ministry for no amount of money, no materialistic thing, no other, no other thing in all the world would I give up for the gospel and the truth of it. If you have your Bibles tonight, you can be turning to Colossians, the third chapter. We're going to be talking for just a few moments tonight about doing things wholeheartedly to the Lord. You see, I told you earlier, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. A lot of emotion that goes on. A lot of look at me, look at me, look at me. But you see, what I realized, and after, I, after the Lord called me to preach, I had to realize myself, serving God is nothing about us. It's nothing about me. It's nothing about Daniel. It's nothing about what I can do. But it's about what God can do through us. It's about how God can use a man. How God can use a person who has their heart and desire to serve the Lord. And it's amazing the way God works. God doesn't take the brightest man. He doesn't take the smartest man. He takes the one who has a burden and a heart for God. And I pray tonight that the Lord might burden me more and more each day to have a heart for lost souls. To have a heart and a burden for the ministry. Uh, I, I, it was said earlier, I have a burden for the people of Guatemala. I've been a lot of different places on the foreign mission field, but God has burdened me to have a heart for the people of Guatemala. I love being with those people there at the mission. Every time we get ready to leave, I, I don't want to leave. I want to stay with them. I love my wife and my little boy, but I love being down there, Brother Casey. So pray for our mission there in Guatemala. But here tonight in Colossians, the third chapter, as we look, uh, beginning reading in verse 23, we find Paul writing here to the church in Colossia about being wholehearted unto the Lord. It says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Paul tells us that whatever we do, we need to do it for the Lord 
and not unto man. When we pray, we need to pray for the Lord. When we sing, we need to worship the Lord because He is worthy. And it has nothing to do with us. There's nothing good in us. The Bible says even at our best, we're nothing but filthy rags. So something I had to realize when the Lord first called me to preach is I thought I knew something. I I thought I knew something. You know what you realize? The more you get into God's Word, the more you realize you don't know. It's amazing how we can get into God's Word and and study it. And and it seems like the more we study, the more we find out we we just don't know it all. It's a daily walk. It's a daily progress. That's why the Bible says, Give us today our daily bread. Because what we need today might be different than what we need tomorrow. And that's why it's so important that we stay in God's Word every single day. Every single day. Something that I had to learn in the ministry also is when you do something with your heart, it's just different than just saying something. It's like, it's like telling somebody you love them. If you just tell them you love them over and over and over again, and it gets just repetitive and you grow accustomed to it, and you don't necessarily mean it as much, it don't mean that much. But when you live a way, and when you act a way, and when your actions speak for you, that is when it comes from our heart. We must do things wholeheartedly unto the Lord. If we're going to make a difference in the lives of those around us, in our families, uh, in the church, on the mission field, wherever it may be, we have to do it wholeheartedly. That's why we see so many people, and I've seen it so many times growing up. Someone would come into church and they would be faithful to the Lord for a little while, but you know, uh, before you knew it, you'd never see them again. People come and go in churches. And I think the reason for that is, is they're not all the way in with God. I, I've realized this just in the short ten years of my ministry. If you don't get all the way in with God, you'll eventually get out of fellowship with Him. If you don't surrender completely to the Lord, give Him all of your heart, all of your time, all of you, you won't serve Him very long. You'll get out of fellowship with Him. You'll become unfaithful to the Lord. He tells us in verse 23 that whatever we do, we need to do wholeheartedly unto the Lord. When we come to church, we need to come because God deserves our praise. We don't need to come because we're obligated to. I, I was obligated to come and preach tonight because I made the commitment. But I didn't come because I was obligated to preach. I came because I had a burden to come and preach tonight. And I came to worship and serve the Lord because He's worthy to be served tonight, isn't He? Isn't He worthy of our praise? Don't He deserve all of our time? All of who we are? We could give God every second of every day and it still not be enough considering what He's done for us. It says in verse 24, Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ. Christ should be uh, exalted in our hearts if we're going to have an impact and make an eternal difference in this world. 
few points I want to give us tonight on, on making an eternal difference and wholeheartedly serving the Lord is found one of those points in 1 John the 4th chapter. As we turn to 1 John the 4th chapter, I want you to think about our hearts and our service unto the Lord. Here in 1 John the 4th chapter, we find a, a chapter based upon love and how, how we are to love and how Christ loves us. And when we look in this world that we live in, we see that it's full of hate. It's full of wickedness. It's full of chaos. And we can just call it like it is. It's full of sin. This world that we live in is full of sin because it has the absence of God. So many have forsaken the Gospel. So many have turned on Christ. Look what it says in 1 John, the 4th chapter, beginning reading in verse 6. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the Spirit of truth and the Spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. God is love. We skip down to verse 19, and what does the word say? We love Him because He first loved us. Isn't that good tonight, church? I was thinking about it earlier as I was preparing to preach tonight. When the Lord began to deal with my heart, I wasn't looking for God. I didn't, know, I didn't know what it meant to, to have conviction or a burden. I just didn't ask for a conviction or a burden. One, one morning it just hit me right in the face. had no idea what it was. I, I, knew, that, I knew what heaven was. I knew what hell was. And, and I'd heard it preached enough, but I didn't know what it was like to be convicted. But all of a sudden one day, God started knocking on my heart. And even in a church that didn't necessarily preach the truth like it should have been preached, I found a burden there because God is greater than any man, woman, church, boy, girl, whatever. God and His burden was greater than all of that. And God, He came looking for me. Called me out of this world. Like Jeremiah said, He chose me and sanctified me before I was ever born in my mother's womb. God had a plan for my life. God had me in the, in the palm of His hand thinking about me before I ever could love Him. He loved me. God began to deal with my heart. And I began to be convicted. I began to realize that I was separated from God because of sin. Sin separates us. Sin causes division. Sin destroys. The Bible says in John chapter 10 and verse 10 that the thief cometh not but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Christ says, I came to bring life and to have it more abundantly. I was thinking about on the way here how the Lord just, how He loved me. You know, Brother Casey, on career day, I dressed up as a baseball player. I didn't dress up as a preacher. 
I never would have dreamed that God would have called me to preach. I would... I, I would have never dreamed that, that, that I would have ever been serving the Lord. My family just didn't go to church that much. They still don't. But isn't it amazing what God can do? <laughs> hey church, I'm thankful tonight for God. He's blessed me beyond measures. And I don't deserve one little bit of it. One bit of it at all. But I pray that I might spend the rest of my life Serving Him and giving it all to Him. But we love Him tonight because He first loved us. We're saved tonight because He drew us. It says in John, I believe the 5th chapter in verse 44, that, that, that a man cannot be saved unless the Spirit draw him. Uh, God does the drawing, God does the convicting, and God does the saving. I'm thankful tonight that He loves us. The Bible says there in that same chapter in verse 18 of 1 John chapter 4, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. When I got saved, all the fear went away. The, 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 the scared of dying, the scared of, of the Lord returning, it all went away and never has been back since. But you know what Satan wants to do tonight? I taught a Bible study Thursday night for the WKU Missionary Baptist Church group and I was teaching on uh, if we had one day to live, how would you, how would you spend your last day? And it, it was out of John chapter 13 and we were talking about how Jesus how He loved and, and served, and how even there at His very end, uh, He was making an example, teaching the disciples uh, and, and washing their feet, uh, teaching them what they needed to do because He knew He was fixing to leave and He knew it was going to be up to them to take the gospel. And I was looking there in John the 13th chapter. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. But I, I was just looking at some of these verses here, and it, it, they just jumped out to me. You ever get verses that just jump out to you? Here in John the 13th chapter, uh, I wasn't going to go there tonight, but the Lord led me here. John the 13th chapter, He talks about in verse 1 that He, that he loved them to the very end. Uh, that, it, that He was there with them to the very end. Loving His own. But look what it says in verse 2 of John chapter 13. Talking about how God can use anybody, anytime, anywhere, even for uh, the sake of, of being in the wrong. Look what it says here in, in, in verse 2. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Isn't that what Satan's out to do? Satan is out to do all that he can to hinder the gospel being spread. I thought about what was going on here in this chapter, and I, and I began to study the whole chapter about what was going on with Judas there. You know, Satan had, 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 had been on Judas. He had been all over him. Uh, it, it, the Bible says he put it into his heart to uh, betray him. We find it there just a, just a little bit later that 
uh, it, it tells us that it, it, Satan entered into the heart uh, of Judas. We find that there, I believe it is in verse, uh, let's look here. It's right here in this same chapter. It talks about how Satan uh, enters into Judas. And I can't find it right now, but it, it's in there in chapter 13. How Satan enters Judas. And, and Jesus tells him, He says, Whatever you're going to do, Judas, go do it quickly. God uses all kinds of people. The Bible says that one of these days every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord in heaven and in hell. One of these days every single person is going to glorify God and worship Him, whether it be in heaven or whether it be in hell. But I'm thankful tonight God spoke to me. I'm thankful tonight God called me. And I pray that I could help make an eternal difference. But the only way we can make an eternal difference is if we love like Jesus loved, we live like Jesus lived, and we die like Jesus died in full surrender. We got to give God our all. Seems like every single day that we, we, we hear someone else that's done some wicked, awful thing that it is a, a Christian and the devil gets a hold of them and has his way. Seems like more and more every day. I've had friends that's had fathers. I've had own family members that's uh, ended in divorce because of sin. Church, sin. If we don't wholeheartedly give to God, Satan will cause havoc in our life. And we know tonight that once we're saved, we're eternally sealed, we're kept. Uh, we're sealed until the day of redemption, the Bible says, but, but the devil can still rob you of your joy. He can't steal your soul like it says in that song, but he can rob you of your joy and he can cause you to not have a good witness for His kingdom and for His church. And my prayer is tonight that we, we stand on guard, we stand conscience, uh, cautious to Him, and we look unto the Lord. And we stand on His promises like we just sung in that song. We stay near the cross. We must teach people how to love. Teach people how to live and serve and surrender to God. And we must not give up any ground for the truth. You can replace a lot of different things. Technology has changed over the years. Uh, the way that we might have services and video them now and, and do a little bit different things has changed through the years. But one thing that can never change is the truth has to be preached. The gospel message will never change. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We must wholeheartedly serve the Lord. That's my prayer tonight for us as a, as a people, as, a, as this church here at Fairview, that, that, they, that each and every member will wholeheartedly serve the Lord. Because you know what happens when you wholeheartedly serve the Lord? You're in unity. The fellowship is there. 
The Spirit is there. We know that if you're wholeheartedly serving the Lord, the truth will be there. And God will move and He'll work. And the church will be blessed. But it takes wholeheartedly. So many, so many people, they, they just show up for church on Sunday. And I'm guilty of it sometimes. We get so busy in our work week, six days of the week that we, we spend doing something else. We come into church on Sunday morning and we expect to get all that we need to get us through the next week. And that just ain't the way it works. We've got to wake up serving God, meditating upon His Word. We've got to go to sleep meditating upon God's Word because you know someone who never sleeps either? The devil. While we're sleeping, the devil's scheming up ways to get us to trip up, to mess up, to rob us of our joy. And my prayer tonight is this. Don't let the devil rob you of your joy. Make a difference in this world. Give all your heart to God. Let Him have His way. It'll change your life. It'll, it'll bring you so much joy. Because you know what the most miserable thing you can do in this world is? Be a Christian and not be in fellowship with the Lord. You want to talk about a place that's a miserable place that I've been before. Being one of God's children, knowing what we need to do, and not being where we need to be. That's a miserable place to be in. And if you're here tonight and you're not where you need to be with Christ, my prayer is that you get things right with Him. Because our time is not, it's not much longer. Our lives are, are, are passing us by very, very quick. And if you're here tonight and you don't know a time and a place where the Lord saved your soul, I pray that you find that tonight. I pray that you uh, listen to the Lord speak. And you let Him have His will and His way in your heart because, buddy, He can save your life and change it. Thank you all tonight for listening. My prayer is that God blesses you tremendously. And I encourage you to pray for myself and my wife and our ministry as well. But if God's dealing with you tonight, let Him have His, his will and His way. Thank you all. appreciate the words of encouragement uh, to take stand and take heed and uh, I was thinking about a message this week and actually had talked to uh, some brother David as he uh, me and him was traveling up the road about a sermon that uh, went back and listened to uh, brother Jimmy Hogue preached uh, years ago and uh, there at Old Union about Satan goes fishing. I remember that sermon. And uh, there's sermons that stick with you. And um, Satan, you find in the scripture a lot of times, he sets snares and traps, things of that nature that we so easily, or at least I do, find myself getting into. But in that sermon, if you've never listened to it, I suggest you do. Uh, but he, Brother Hogue, he's a fisherman. He bass fishes quite a bit. And I really related to that message because I enjoy fishing and bass fishing myself. Used to tournament fish years ago, 
And, uh, but he was talking about how that um, when you think about lures and things that fishermen cast and how they're alluring, you know. And he said, you try a lure and you, you don't catch anything. And you try another lure and you don't catch anything. And he said, finally, you find something that they buy. And he said, once you found something that they bite, he said, that's the fishing hole, you know. He said, hey, you know, you cast that, and it's shiny, and it's alluring. And uh, that's the way Satan works with me. I don't know how he works with you, but he finds something. He's, he's very good at what he does. And uh, he finds something that's uh, alluring. He finds something that's able to, to grasp my attention. And he uses that against me, and he still uses that today. But I've always loved those those scriptures over there tonight, brother, that you use whatsoever you do, do it heartily and do it unto the Lord. And do it, do it with your whole heart. Do it with everything God's given you to the best of your ability. Uh, we may, uh, may not be the best singers. We may not uh, be the best. God's not asking you to be the best. But do it with your whole heart. Do it with everything that you've got. Uh, I've told people before, and uh, it may seem foolish to some, but and I feel like I fail a lot of times in this. But I want to preach every time like it's the last sermon I'll preach. Because there's coming a day that it will, it'll be the last time that I preach. And I want to preach it like God's given it to me. Because there's coming a day I'll lay this down and I won't preach again. And when that day comes, Brother Daniel, that'll be all right. But I want to preach it like God's given it to me. Every time, like it's the last time, because there may come a last time. There is coming a last time. There's going to be a last time that we'll be gathered in the Lord's house like this. There will be a last time that Sister Mary Lou will play the piano. There will be a last time that we'll have a song leader lead a song service. It will be a last time that we have the opportunity to stand and testify what God's given us. It will be a last time that a sinner will have to seek God. There's going to be a whole lot of last times, but I'm thankful that we've got today and we've got now. And we can serve the Lord with our whole heart. Appreciate the good message tonight. Appreciate that God has made a way to escape when temptations come our way. Uh, that we can submit ourselves to God and draw near to Him. And when He does, the devil will flee. And I found myself in those positions several times. And I'm thankful that God is always there. I can call out to Him, Lord, I need your help. And He's always there. Appreciate the good message tonight. Is there anything on your heart tonight? Anything at all? Anything? Brother Mike, if you would, get us a song. Sister Mary Lou, we'd like to come around and shake hands with him. want to encourage you tonight, if you're here and lost, to come seek the Lord. Uh, we want to come around and shake hands with Brother Daniel. Encourage him on his way as he continues to go to Guatemala. I'm glad that God to give him a burden. It's good for a man to know his work. And uh, when the Lord's put him in a work that he continue therein, and uh, the Lord gives us the burden, and do pray for him as he goes that away. Let's continue to encourage him. Go ahead, buddy.